Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed the three-day weekend and had a very good Martin Luther King Day. And, you know, kind of uh, kind of fitting that uh, yesterday when we celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday, it was also the anniversary of the very first game played in the NHL by Willie O'Ree, who broke the color barrier in the National Hockey League back in 1961. And I, I had the the privilege of speaking to and interviewing Willie O'Ree at one of the NHL drafts a few years back when it was held uh, in Newark. And I'll tell you, Willie O'Ree, really a classy guy, uh, fun to talk to, great sense of humor, and uh, really an ambassador for the game of hockey. And uh, if you ever get a chance to see him speak or to to, uh, speak to him, really uh, a great guy. Islanders coming away with a big one to nothing victory over the Boston Bruins in the home opener at the Nassau Coliseum. We'll talk about that, lots to get to, and talk about the great goaltending of Simeon Varlamov, problems with the power play, problems with the offense. We've got to address that as well. We'll talk about the good things the Islanders did and uh, some of the things they need to work on. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to discuss on today's show. Now, if there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, you have a question, you have a comment, you have a topic you would like us to address or discuss, feel free to email the show, the address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that you suggest. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. It's Ice Wars NYRVSNYI is my handle, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning the New York Islanders. So, the Islanders and the Bruins home opener. First of all, kind of sad and kind of strange that if this is indeed the final home opener for the New York Islanders at the old barn at the Nassau Coliseum, uh, just eerie and, and strange to have a game again with no fans. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very pleased that we still have hockey. And I understand that having fans right now is not smart or realistic under the circumstances. But uh, the one 
you know, the, the, the two things that everybody talks about when you talk about the Nassau Coliseum as, uh, you know, the Islanders' home ice, it's famous for two, well, let's say three things, tailgating being one of them before the game, but the sight lines among the best in the league, especially before the renovation, that one went without saying, and then, of course, how loud the old barn gets, mainly because of the fact that the roof was low and shaped a certain way, and second of all, because Islander fans just know how to make some noise when they are inspired, and, you know, having the home opener again, but not having uh, any fans there, it just felt wrong and strange. Again, thankful that we're able to have the game, but uh, I'm hoping, whether it be the end of the regular season or the playoffs, that by then the vaccine has rolled out enough and that the pandemic is at least under control and we can at least have some fans uh, attend some of these final games at the Nassau Coliseum. There's 27 home games left, hopefully plus playoffs, and uh, it would be good to have some fans in attendance at this game. So the Islanders hosting the Boston Bruins. I, I don't have to sit here and tell you it's a divisional matchup. They're all divisional matchups this year. But Boston came into the game with a win and an overtime loss, so they're ahead of the Islanders in the standings coming in. And the Islanders needed to bounce back after that poor performance against the Rangers on Saturday. And you know what? In most ways, they did. The big story in this game, got to be Simeon Varlamov. Uh, 27 saves to earn the shutout. He now has not given up a goal in both games that he's played in this young hockey season. So essentially, uh, two shutouts to start the year for Varley, picking up right where he left off in the playoffs last year. And, you know, Varlamov came up with some pretty big saves. The Bruins did you know, yeah, we said 27 shots on goal, and that is, uh, you know, a decent enough number, but at the same time, uh, the Islanders, first of all, only managed 17 shots, so that's one thing, but the other thing is that a lot of those shots by the Bruins were down low, quality kind of shots that are dangerous, and Varley came up big time and time again, and, and, and that, in and of itself, is very encouraging. The only goal of the game, coming very late, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot essentially taking what looked like a baseball swing uh, at a, you know, the puck popped up into the air, and Pajot literally batted it out of the air, and into the goal past Tuka Rask, uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak, the uh, top defense pairing, they each got assists, and that was all she wrote. That goal came with 4.09 left in the third period, and Varlamov made it hold up with his superior goaltending, and the Islanders' defense did indeed clamp down. Boston took a late penalty. That certainly helped, and at the end of the day, one goal is all the Islanders got, but it was enough on this day, and the Islanders improved their record to 2-1. and one. We're going to analyze this game, break it down, tell you 
some of the things the Islanders did well, some of the areas in which they struggled. Uh, We'll have all of that analysis, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, with the increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why not check out rockauto.com? It has the widest selections and everyday low prices that are the same for both mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. And the best thing is that it's a family business, been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and you don't need membership, there's no account log on. Basically, with a few easy clicks, you could see all the parts that are available for your car or truck, and you'll have it delivered directly to your door. They've got everything you need, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet, and, uh, Basically, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you'll find it all at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're back here at Locked On Islanders talking about the Islanders' one nothing win over the Boston Bruins in the home opener at the Nassau Coliseum. And look, you know, we talked after the first game against the Rangers, the 4-0 win, that the power play looked better. And one of the reasons was they were moving without the puck. Well, obviously, the power play did nothing in the shutout, lost to the Rangers on Saturday, and then... On Monday against the Bruins, 0 for 5 with the man advantage, which puts them at 2 for 13 on the year. So, you know, that uh, that is not great. And again, the motion without the puck. You know, the two things the Islanders did well in the season opener, the win over the Rangers, they moved without the puck in the offensive zone and they passed the puck a lot, cross ice passes but move the puck quickly. So you had constant motion that was both getting the uh, penalty killers out of position and tiring them out, and you had, you know, good motion and quick puck movement side to side. That made the goalie question his angles. Overall, that was spectacular. Well, not spectacular, but that's what you need to see from the power play. And then in the two games since then, We have not seen it. It is definitely something that the Islanders need to work on. Meanwhile, on the penalty kill, the Islanders killing off all three opportunities that the Bruins had. They have now killed off 12 out of 14 uh, power play opportunities that the opposition had. So the Islanders working on that. Now, in the faceoff circle, most of the Islanders did well. We got to tip our hat to Casey Sezikis winning seven out of 10 face-offs. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, 57%. He took 21 draws, won 12 of them. Uh, those guys did well. Brock Nelson, 54%, winning seven out of 13. And then there was one player who just did not get it done in the face-off circle, the captain, Anders Lee, 0 for 5 
on draws in this game, and that's obviously something the Islanders need to pick up on. Hits, well, this was Cal Clutterbuck's turn. Seven hits to lead the team, and Clutterbuck was out there for 14.02 of ice time as compared to Matt Martin, who was only out for 7.30 uh, in, in this game. So Clutterbuck with seven hits. That was impressive. Ross Johnston, uh, had four hits next, uh, on the team. Johnston and, uh, Kiefer Bellows, the third line, uh, primarily with Jean-Gabriel Pajot. They were low on the totem pole as far as ice time is concerned. Bellows with only 638, still had two hits in six and a half minutes. Ross Johnston, four hits in six 28. As far as ice time goes, uh, Pajot leading all players uh, among the forwards with 20 minutes and 20 seconds, followed closely by Brock Nelson at 20.04. Uh, Ryan Pulak, 21.28 to lead all Islanders, followed by Nick Letty, uh, Adam Pellick, and Scott Mayfield, all four of them over 20 minutes, but below 20 minutes and 30 seconds. So, uh, the top four defense pairings uh, getting the job done, and a better game from Noah Dobson. And, and overall, the defense for the New York Islanders was certainly back to where you wanted it to be. And block shots, by the way, Ryan Pulak for Andy Green, who was low uh, in ice time among uh, defensemen with 1549, blocked five shots. But once again, the Islanders showing that defensively they are more than willing to make sacrifices that are necessary in order to, you know, prevent the other team from getting quality scoring chances. And I think that the issue uh, now for the Islanders remains the same, and that is getting enough offense, getting enough production, because at the end of the day, yeah, you got to be happy. Okay, you got to be happy with the win, but you're not going to get perfect goaltending all the time. And you're not going to win a lot of games when you're outshot 27 to 17 and you gave up the quality chances that the Islanders gave to the Bruins. So, you know, on the one hand, yes, very happy. The Islanders did a good job of uh, on defense and, and Varlamov by far. Uh, very happy, and now Islander fans have to be wondering, hey, uh, if we, uh, you know, would have had Varlamov on Saturday, would we have beaten the Rangers again? We'll never know. I think it's, you know, certainly would have been a closer game under the circumstances, but offensively, this team still needs to pick things up, and, you know, Beauvillier had a breakaway, couldn't quite cash it in, ended up going in, deking and got a little too close to Rask and couldn't put really the puck behind him. But they're not generating enough scoring chances. And the Islanders need to do more in that department. And you know what? Look, you, you one thing you don't say about the Islanders, you can't criticize them as boring. And they know what they have to do. This is Islanders hockey. This is the system that they intend to run. And if that is the case, you have to just sit back and understand that there's going to be one nothing, 2 to one 3-2 to two kind of a, uh, games that they are going to win. 
uh, and they're not going to win 7-5. That's just, you know, not often anyway. But the offense clearly does need to pick up. And we'll see whether or not Barry Trotz changes the lineup. Again, the lineup remained the same. Ross Johnston, Kiefer Bellows on the wings uh, of Jean-Gabriel Pajot on that third line. Whether or not it stays that way uh, on Thursday when the Islanders take on the New Jersey Devils, and that is their next game, uh, we'll see what happens with that. All right, we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and some more thoughts about where this team stands after three games. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hockey fans, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action with with betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that you trust. Sports are exciting, but they're even more exciting when you have an interest in the game, and place a wager. Right now, NHL season is underway. The NBA is underway. You've got the AFC and NFC Championship games coming up in the National Football League. So get in on the action and sign up with a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get a 50% welcoming bonus when you sign up. That means if you put $100 into your account, they'll give you $50 more absolutely free to bet on. So don't forget, use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to check out Locked On Bets, the newest addition to the Locked On Podcast family of podcasts. They'll have excellent inside betting advice and how to maximize your gambling dollar and pick some winners. So every day, Monday through Friday, join us for Locked On Bets wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so the Islanders, let's uh, take a minute for our Islanders birthday of the day before we uh, wrap things up with some final thoughts. And believe it or not, yeah, today is the 37th birthday of recently unofficially retired Islanders defenseman Johnny Boychuk, uh, the Edmonton, Alberta native, joined the Islanders in a trade with the Boston Bruins right before the 2014-2015 season, won a Stanley Cup with the Bruins, and really gave the Islanders instant credibility when he came here. And, you know, he added experience both in the sense that he had played a few seasons in the league, had won a Stanley Cup, and added some offensive punch and real experience and credibility to the defense. At 6'2", 227, Boychuk always had good size, skated pretty well, had a nice shot, and really, you know, the Islanders made the playoffs in 2015 and 16 largely due to the addition of Johnny Boychuk and Nick Letty. Now, the Islanders then signed him to a lucrative contract extension, and they probably overpaid him at that point, only based on his situation of, you know, his advancing age. But last year, took that gruesome uh, skate to the eye, He managed to come back for the playoffs, but over the long run, doctors advising him it was not wise to continue his hockey career. And it's a shame because Johnny Boychuk, uh, the many times 
I had the chance to interview him. Uh, just a, a great guy to talk to and a class act and a, and a good guy in the locker room and in the community. And it's, a, you know, hopefully his vision going forward will be okay and uh, that he'll be able to carry on with his life. But just a shame that his hockey career ended at the age of 36 uh, as a result of that difficult injury. Looking back at one of the better games in Johnny Boychuk's Islanders career, and let's go with his first game as an Islander, October 10th, 2014, in Carolina at the PNC Arena, Islanders and Hurricanes season opener, Yaroslav Halak, the goalie for the Isles, Cam Ward was the goalie for the Canes, and again, Johnny Boychuk's Islanders debut in his very first game, he gets the scoring started, a power play goal at 17:06 with Jay Harrison in the box for high sticking, Kyle Oposo and John Tavares with the helpers, and it was 1-0 Islanders, and then less than two minutes later, Brock Nelson from John Tavares and Johnny Boychuk, and quickly, it's 2-0 Islanders after one period. Only one goal in the second period, it was a power play goal by Brock Nelson, Johnny Boychuk, and John Tavares on the helpers at 738, 3-0 Islanders after two, and Boychuk already with three points on the night. Uh, the Canes got closer on a goal by Nathan Gerby early in the third period with uh, John Tavares off for roughing, but then goals by Mikhail Grabowski and Travis Hamanick gave the Islanders a commanding 5-1 lead. Chris Terry and Eric Stahl scored in the final six minutes for the Hurricanes to make it closer, but the Islanders skate away with a 5-3 win, 21 saves by Yaroslav Halak, but the big offensive story in this game, well, Brock Nelson, two goals, two assists, but for Johnny Boychuk in his Islanders debut, a three-point night, a goal, a pair of helpers, and uh, really making an impact right away in his Islanders career. So a very happy birthday, 37th birthday to Johnny Boychuk. We certainly wish him well. And, uh, you know, he's still hanging around the team a lot, and that's good to see. And uh, hopefully he can influence the team in a positive way, even though he cannot take the ice right now. I mean, officially, he's on the long-term injured list. He is not retired. But, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, his NHL career is over. That's what he's telling everybody. And uh, we wish Johnny Boychuk well. He was a, a, a really good Islander and a great addition to the team at the time that they acquired him. Final NHL stats for his career, 725 regular season games, 54 goals, 206 points, at 104 playoff contests and 30 playoff points, 13 goals in 104 uh, playoff games. Pretty, pretty impressive. He did step up uh, in the clutch for both the Islanders and the Bruins uh, during the course of his career. So the Islanders' next game will be Thursday. They will be facing the New Jersey Devils, and it's uh, sort of the first part of a home-and-home home with the New Jersey Devils, and we'll see how that goes. Look, this team, 
definitely needs more offense uh, if they're going to take that next step forward. But you got to be pleased with the one to nothing win. And Boston is going to be one of those teams that they are chasing uh, for a playoff spot. So beating them and beating them in regulation becomes a big deal. So that game Thursday, 7 o'clock start, it is at the Coliseum. Then they'll go uh, over the weekend and, and play a game in Newark. So that's what we're looking at right there. Uh, don't forget, please, if you're looking for a national perspective on the NHL, check out Locked On NHL. Uh, they have got updates on all 31 teams from local experts, and uh, anytime there's big news across the league, you'll get the latest analysis from the experts at Locked On NHL, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Islanders. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Our shows drop around 12.25 a.m., just a little after midnight. Night owls can listen before bed, early risers. If you subscribe, it'll be waiting in your inbox wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone. Two points for the Islanders, a big one nothing lead. Yaro Halak with the shutout. Stay safe. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.